Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Addiction Help Podcast, where we talk about the latest in sports news and entertainment as it pertains to addiction, addiction recovery, and mental health. I am Dan Hauser. That is Jessica Miller. We are your hosts, as always. And Jess, uh, welcome to another week of the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Glad to be here again. <laughs> so we are just going to get right into the action today. Uh, our topic this week is going to be about music and specifically music therapy uh, in relation to addiction and mental health recovery. And so this one is a little bit of a unique topic. Uh, I, In doing my research every week for you know potential podcast topics, uh, I came across this article in the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune that kind of inspired this, um, I guess you could say, topic of discussion for the week. So uh, really quick, just kind of a recap of the story and how it, how it pertains to everything. So uh, as so many of us did back in the early days of 2020, during the early COVID days, we were just trying <laughs> to find things that we could do. Just existing. Ways that we, <laughs> we were just basically trying to exist. Exactly. We were trying to find things that we could do and ways that we could kind of stay sane without, you know, being able to really leave our homes or, or, or do anything that we normally would do. So yeah. uh, this one father in the Minnesota area, uh, he, his name was Tom Fulberg, and he basically, after putting his kids to bed every night, he would basically go out into his backyard with his guitar, and he would just play guitar, and he would sing some songs. And so what started, you know, just so innocently like that, and, and it was a lot for him, and you got to keep in mind, too, that we're talking about early 2020 in and around Minneapolis. So not only are you dealing with COVID, yeah. But yeah. we're also you're also those people are also dealing with all the uh, George Floyd stuff. So you had things on top of things on top of things, and it was just you know they were in a really really unique situation, even more than everyone else, because you had the protests going on and this big social justice thing going on while also in the middle of an epidemic of right. was COVID. So and yeah, it's like talk about feeling like everything's bleak. Yeah, like the know? world is collapsing on top right. of your head. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's a lot. So he he basically went out back every night and started just playing guitar and singing for his own mental health. Like this just started as a I need something, some form of outlet where I can sure. just, like we said, keep my sanity. And so uh, he started doing solo sessions and then those kind of evolved. And then um, an advertising colleague, colleague of his by the name of Brian Croning, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Brian, if you're listening and I apologize if I said your last name wrong but so they kind of decided that they wanted to to kind of get together and expand their their musical you know instead of playing by themselves and so they created this group called seeking permission songs in the key of hope and so they currently have three songs recorded the plan is to record more in the future and so the goal of it is it's the songs are kind of based around uh, overall mental health basically like reminding people that you know, as we talk about, it, it's okay not to be okay, and there's ways that you can kind of have outlets and whatnot. And so, it has evolved That's to the so point rad. now. Yeah, so it's evolved to the point now where they are actually planning future recordings to the point where they might actually create a full album, as well as doing live performances with the goal of raising money to help underserved children, uh, first in local communities throughout Minnesota, and I would assume, and hopefully throughout the country as it evolves, uh, to get help with their mental health struggles. Because we talk about getting help but unfortunately there are still so many people in this country that aren't able to not not that they don't want to they're not able to whether they can't afford it they don't have proper insurance 
Uh, they may live in rural areas or communities where facilities just aren't available to them. And so yep. um, the goal is to help those people out and start obviously with children, which you know, I've written about extensively. You've written about extensively. A lot of um, a lot of mental health struggles that adults deal with actually develop when they're children. So mm -hmm. if ch if we can get kids that help early on, it can help keep things from getting worse as they get older and older and maybe even potentially turning into substance abuse and uh, addiction issues. So that was kind of the motivation you could say for today's topic. Um, Jess, I know as soon as I read this article, I was like, you got to check this out. So yes. uh, what was kind of your initial reactions and thoughts? Cause we haven't talked more about it. I want to save our, our conversation. I know, I know. On it's the so show hard today. to, cause it's I know, like but we, I, I wanted to get these ideas, the you know, and we want to like chat about it. So yeah, I mean, I, I was super excited. Well, and I did like, I think it's probably too early in the show to talk about my whole thing, but uh, I was stoked just from a, a perspective of knowing how great music is to help people through stuff. You know, I have my experiences, but also there's so much research to back how music helps people through all kinds of situations. So it's not just, you know, addiction and recovery. It's great for children. It's great for adults. It's even, you know, if you want to kind of look at the the full spectrum of how music helps people there are uh, studies that show music actually helps Alzheimer's patients, et cetera. So it's just absolutely so profoundly beneficial for us on, on so many different levels. So, of course, I was very excited to read this article and talk about this topic. Absolutely. And as just alluded to, we're actually going to kind of share some of our own stories and some of the ways that music has helped us towards the end of the episode. But before we get to that point... Um, the, the main topic, like I mentioned of today's show, and what we really want to talk about is music therapy and the role it plays in both addiction and mental health recovery. So just super quickly, right out of the gate, we're just going to kind of give you the Reader's Digest version of what you need to know about music therapy. Obviously, as we always mention every week, if you want more detailed information about it, addictionhelp.com. Jess has written some great resource pages about that and so many other topics. There's so much information on it, but just super quick. Uh, background on it. So it's a type of experience. Uh, I always have trouble pronouncing Same. this word. Exper experiential, I think. Experiential therapy. And I so believe. experiential. And it, we'll, we'll go with that one. And so experiential therapy basically is just your non traditional forms of therapy. So it's not individual or group therapy. Um, it is uh, examples of experiential therapy music therapy, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, art therapy, equine therapy, hiking, anything that involves creativity i guess you could say or not even necessarily creativity anything that involves not just sitting in a room and talking to somebody basically. right it's, it's, it's experience it's, it's going yes. out and doing you know absolutely like, yes yes yeah. and so you know people hear music therapy and in, in in the particular article that we referenced you know these guys were actually playing music but uh, music therapy you don't actually have to play an instrument in order to be able to enjoy and benefit from music therapy uh, music therapy can, yes, you, you can play an instrument or sing, a, or sing, but it can be something as simple as listening to music. It can be something as simple as discussing lyrics. It can be something as simple as dancing to the music. It can actually be writing your own lyrics. So writing music, you can actually just sit there and write, you know, write lyrics out. So it's, it's anything involving music. So it doesn't, you don't actually have to play it. It's just if it involves music. And so... It's a form of self-expression which can help people work through not only their problems, but better understand and deal with what they're going through, whether that is mental health or addiction. Um, it's a great healthy outlet oh, to yeah. 
um, with the processing outlet, you know, but we like, talk, we talk about finding healthier ways of dealing with triggers and emotions and things that might lead you to, um, pick up a substance or, or do something that, that was related to your old addictive habits. So this is a, a healthier outlet to stay away from those, those, you know, those bad things, so to say, we talk about technical terms, the bad things, um, it can also help reduce stress. It can help you and improve your mood. Um, and so experiential therapies, I feel like, are relatively new in the news. I guess not in the news, but in form of mainstream. Like, I feel like yes. a lot more attention has been paid, uh, given to it lately. However, I found it really interesting that the first example of music therapy was all the way back in 1945. Yeah, that surprised me too. And it was implemented yeah. by the U.S. War Department. So yeah, so while it might be new to the popular masses, I guess you could say, or or as far as getting you know attention, uh, it's not anything new as far as actually being used to help people. Dang, yeah, that is. And so, wild. Jess, I know um, there are some specific examples when it, involving substance abuse and mental health and ways that can help. Um, if you want to kind of just share a few of those. Yeah. Uh, with well, the so as well. among the things that it can actually do to be helpful, it can um, increase your motivation. It's, you know, a lot of people will listen to music when they're working out, for example. And there's a reason for that. Um, I'm sure there's actually a scientific reason or potential explanation for that. But, you know, it's, it's really a matter of I love running, for example. And there are just certain songs that just really get me going when I'm out there running. Um, it can increase self-esteem. And I think a lot of that has to do probably with some of the lyrics too. I mean, there are definitely songs that I put on when I feel like I want to put myself up or or whatever. Um, but also, you know, because there's such a wide range of music, uh, music can reduce your muscle tension. It can decrease your anxiety, lower stress, improve um, self-awareness, and even strengthen your coping skills, which to me is wild. And it's like, you know, they, they have studies that show how that same part of your brain that enjoys music can also be impacted or can the music itself can impact your ability to self-manage and self-cope, which I think is is absolutely fascinating. I, I know that research is still kind of ongoing in that area. So, right, like music, it's kind of a like a cliche to say, you know, if I'm upset, I'm going to go listen to some sad music. Or if I'm angry, I'm going to listen to some angry music. I want to get pumped up. I listen to music. But like, it is really connected to our brains in that way. And that's, you know, it's an excellent tool for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, I, I think that music, I mean, music is powerful beyond just for mental health reasons or to help mm -hmm. with addiction therapy. Like, you don't, you, this is going to sound weird. You don't really need a reason to allow music to kind of inspire you or, or take over or uh, make you feel certain ways. Like, yeah, it's, it's True. absolutely fantastic that it, it can be used in those therapeutic ways, but I think it can just be used as almost like a natural form of therapy just on a daily basis. Like it doesn't have to, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a reason or a motivation behind it. You can just get lost in music just to enjoy the experience of it. I listen to so much music. Actually, I you know how they do the Spotify wrapped at the end of the year? Um, mine is always like stupidly high for how many minutes. It's in like the, you know, the 30, it was like 39,000 minutes or something like ridiculous. And we have one friend in our friend group that she actually always beats everyone up. But I was close to her this year, 
you know, just because it's something that I have on constantly. If I'm cooking, literally before we started recording, I was working here in the office and I had to turn it off because it's just always on for me. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've seen so many examples in, um, just in the addiction and mental health world where it's, it's so many different things work for different people. And so this is just another example of something that may not be conventional, you could say, or maybe a little bit different that, um, can be so powerful and, and it can be so useful, uh, especially if it's something that kind of clicks with you. Like we, we, we talk, we talk about all the time, like whatever works for you run with it. So, you know, if, if music may be something you haven't tried yet, or it's something that you just, you enjoy listening to music, you enjoy playing music, see if there's something more to it, you know, see yeah. if there's something that, that can actually be a therapeutic benefit as well as just enjoyment. I mean, if, if, if you can find something you can, that you enjoy doing that can also benefit you, whether it's physically, mentally, or all of the above, like that's just, that's a home run. That's just, that's like the perfect, perfect scenario. Yeah, heck yeah. And actually, um, there's a note here that even points out, you know, they have music centric rehab facilities. Um, Dan, I think you actually did more research into the specifics behind that. But like, you know, we talk about on the website, um, you know, going to samsha.com, find things near you, you know, look at different therapy programs and see what's offered at different rehabs and different levels of rehab. And, you know, music therapy is often noted. Um, so what did you actually find? Yeah. So, uh, down here where I'm located in South Florida, there's actually a specific uh, rehab facility called recovery unplugged. And they, as the name would imply, uh, they are very, very music centric. So they incorporate music or music therapy into pretty much all of their, uh, therapy sessions, activities, you know, group, group meetings, group sessions, anything it's, it's, there's a, everything has a music undertone or a music theme to it. And so, cool. um, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned it, whatever works for you, not everything works for everyone, but if music's something that works for you, there's absolutely resources and places out there where you can use music you know, to your advantage to help you, uh, whether it be mentally or with substance abuse or both or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> well, you uh, you you Segway. set us up there. So, uh, We're I know so we, we, good at those. <laughs> we, we both have some stories, obviously, about how music has kind of helped us. But uh, Jess, yours um, is incredibly powerful. Um, so, if, if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing yeah. it with us, um, it, it's it's quite the quite the story. So, okay, well, for me, um, you know, at this point, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I um, had a drinking problem in 2020, I would say was when it got really bad. But I was definitely in and out of of bad drinking habits before that. And that was where everything culminated. Um, and then after that, and this is something I haven't really talked about on the show because I haven't wanted to dip my toe into it. It can be controversial, but we're just going to go there today. Um, I discovered Kratom in like 20... 2017 maybe 20 I don't know anyway it's highly controversial we're not going to get into that today I internet do not come do not come for me internet <laughs> okay <laughs> um we're not getting into the details today just know that for me as an individual uh I struggled with drinking it in a way that was healthy and good for me 
Um, so I experienced a lot of side effects and this was after drinking a lot of alcohol in 2020. And this is the other thing that I allude to that I got addicted to. Um, and when I, I quit, it sucked. I relapsed last year actually. And, um, it was actually, it was actually Chris, our Chris that called me out on it. Uh, he noticed I was acting very differently and, um, I just, I've been trying to practice radical honesty for the last couple of years. And I just told them, yep, I relapsed. I've been drinking it a lot. And one of the ways it affected me is I, you know, I'd be up for 48 hours. I'd sleep for 24 hours. It's just really bad. Again, do not come for me, internet. We're not getting into the, you know, pros and cons, et cetera. Please don't fight me. <laughs> but for me personally, it was, it was really bad. Um, and in October of last year, I quit real quick, cold real turkey. Quick. You said, yes. Real quick, sorry. You said internet don't comfort her, and I agree with her. However, if you would like to share your story about how True. it might have affected you, we're more than happy to hear that. Yes. Just don't. Yes. Just do, we, we we like to speak in a non-confrontational way. That's all. Yes. So, there um, there are you, people. If you'd like to share your story, maybe it worked differently yes. for you. Please do so, but do it constructively and kindly, and don't just go. You know, please guns don't be blazing. mad at me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Because I just wanted to get that out there. Thank you, Dan. It's one of those things that it's still very new. The The reality is there is still a lot of research that needs to be done. There's a lot that's misunderstood about it. There's a lot of miseducation that circulates. I am not hating on it. I am not here to, I'm not condoning, I'm not condemning. That's sort of my MO. Um, for me personally, it is not a good thing. It's like, you know, people who are alcoholics that say, listen, I'm not trying to get bars shut down. I just know that I cannot consume it. And here are the problems I had with it. This is where we're at. Okay. So moving forward, uh, when I quit, um, I did quit cold turkey. I was in touch with an addiction doctor to make sure that that was safe to do so. And it is. Um, but he did tell me like, buckle up. It's going to suck. And I thought like, how bad could it be? You know, it wasn't super bad last time. And it was honestly, it was awful. Um, I did go through acute withdrawals for about three weeks and then I experienced, uh, post-acute withdrawals. So, um, mood swings, uh, restless leg, really bad and really, really bad insomnia from October of last year until about the end of January this year. Um, it sucked a lot. And during this time I discovered a song because like we talked about earlier today, I'm always listening to music. And one of the things I like to do on Spotify is after my playlist, you know, it'll play similar songs or recommended songs. Or now you can like enhance your playlist. So it was a song I hadn't heard before. And it's called Good and Red by The Midnight. And the I'm not going to sing it to you guys, so don't ask. Um, but the the premise of the chorus is basically... It, for me, it was just the right song, the right lyrics at the right time that that really empowered me at a time that physically I felt worse than I have in my entire life. And it was very hard. It really sucked. Um, I can only imagine what it's like to go through withdrawals on a more intense level from from stuff that's that's much stronger than what I was, you know, using essentially. So I'll I'll say too, just uh, to take the listeners kind of behind the scenes a little bit. Um, and if, oh, yeah. if you don't want to share this, it. we can cut this part out. But uh, you and I, no, were when, when you were kind of going through your withdrawals, I didn't know it at the time, but um, about the withdrawals part, but during that time period, you and I were kind of collaborating, working on some uh, writing projects and building out some pages for 
the addiction help website while this was while this was all going on. And so I obviously was not the wiser to it in in real time. But after the fact, when we were kind of done, you did open up a chair a little with me and say, hey, by the way, just in case you may have noticed that sometimes I was just gone for a while or the erraticness of of what was going on, like this is what I was dealing with. And so, yeah, you you know, and and for what it's worth on my end of things, I, I thought that you you handled your your cold turkey withdrawals well. Um, it Thanks. didn't really um impact you know stuff on my end but yeah no but i remember when you when you told me that and i was like wow i was and then you you kind of <laughs> shared me some of what you were going through and what you would experience and i was like yeah um no part of that sounds fun no part of that sounds enjoyable and no part of that sounds like anything that i want to ever uh experience so yeah no, sorry it was a bad i just time. wanted to because like for my end of things it was just like i had no idea at the time and you and i were like actively working on projects and i would have had no idea and you were like yeah yep. this is what was going on so yeah and it just liar, it just goes I to guess. show well, no, it just goes to show we've talked about it before that um, addiction and struggling and going through these things looks different to different people. In your case, you were able to still relatively function normally while you were going through it. Yes. Uh, where some people I could basically keep up the mask for a while. And for like, some people, basically, like, makes them not be able to function at all. So we just, I, I guess I just kind of wanted to share it because it's important to remind people that everyone whether internal or externally shows it differently. So like True. there might not be tall, t there might not be like obvious signs, but you were still going through and experiencing those withdrawals. True. Um, and I think it's also, you know, it really helped me reevaluate how I see addiction as well, because like we've talked about here before, you know, I've always been kind of a goody goody. I'm too afraid to really experiment. I don't really enjoy the feeling of like getting high or whatever. It's just, like I've, I've never really tried anything because I don't want to. It freaks me out. And so for me to be the person that's going through pretty significant withdrawal symptoms, that really opened my eyes to what, you know, a lot of people in this country have experienced with namely opioid withdrawal, um, which is similar to the type of withdrawals I was going through. Um, because again, a lot of people are taking medications to who deal with pain or to, you know, after a surgery, et cetera. And so they think they're taking something the right way and are trying to do it the right way. They're not doing it to like get high or to party or whatever, same as me. And then you, you look back and you go, oh no, this has gotten wildly out of control. And now what, you know, and then there's this big stigma because you, you don't have this identity for yourself as an addict. So that's very scary and that's very difficult. And I can also see how, you know, people will stay in denial because I kind of was too. I was thinking I'm not doing this to get, you know, messed up or anything. It's just originally it started out as an alternative to um, like anxiety medication. I thought I was doing something smart. I learned that um, <laughs> it's not good for me and my brain. Anyway, all of this to get to say, to get back to the music topic. It was a really rough time, physically, mentally, uh, emotionally. And that song, for whatever reason, it just really, really touched me. And um, the premise is basically, you know, uh, kill your demons, kill them dead. And if, if you make it out alive, you look good in red. Like you're, you know, this, this imagery of this person slaying all their inner demons. And if you make it out, hold your head up high because you know, hard out here. And I just, I love that. So I think maybe we'll try to like link the song or, or whatnot in the description below if you guys want to check it out. But that's my song. And I feel like everyone kind of has 
music or a song or something that like in a dark time, it just finds you. And uh, for me, that was mine. So that's it. <laughs> so, so I don't have a specific song. Mine is more of a band as a whole. Um, for listeners who are, I should say for, for those of you that watch the podcast, you may have noticed um, last week and in previous weeks, um, some Grateful Dead theme things that I might have been wearing. Um, so for me, I'm not your typical quintessential deadhead. Uh, I did not grow up listening to the Grateful Dead. I did not. Well, short of just what song, what they're the same three songs that would basically play on the radio all the time. But I wasn't, you know, deep going into their deep tracks or listening to full albums from them or or whatnot. Um, it was probably about seven or eight years ago. I had a friend at the time who introduced me to them in a, in a way more than just those, those three songs that, that play on the radio. We were hanging out one night um, and he put on an old live album of theirs. And I was like, Oh wow, this is really, really good. And <laughs> so, you know, he said, Oh yeah, the grateful dead. And I was like, Oh, you mean there's more than just Casey Jones? Okay, cool. You know, awesome. <laughs> um, and so I started getting into them and listening to them more. So I guess I'm a late, in life deadhead because now i'm super like obsessed with them you can't see it here but i've got grateful dead thing hanging from my wall here i've got the hats i've got the shirts i've you know um john mayer songbird of our generation so the fact that he joined up with them just you know amazing amazing yeah but anyway so for me i've found and we've talked about it you obviously did a Q and a with me about, you know, my, my previous experiences with my, with my ADD and kind of just quitting cold Turkey. And so over the years, as I've gotten older and kind of evolved more, I have found new ways to kind of cope with a lot of my stresses and anxieties and ADD issues. And so, uh, upon learning and just learning more about the grateful dead and listening to them more and kind of getting more into them, into that whole vibe, you know, cause they're, you could kind of throw Dave Matthews in there. I've always been a Dave Matthews fan, but you can kind of throw them into that equation because it's the whole jam band thing. You know, yeah, for on the radio, they might play a four-minute song, but when it's live, they might go on for 45 minutes and 30 minutes, that might just be random guitar riffs. Like, there might actually not be a real purpose to it other than to just jam out. So um, something kind of clicked in my head, and I've actually found that for whatever reason, that kind of jam band type music and specifically the Grateful Dead, because there are other ones like Fish and other ones that I've just never fully gotten into. But Grateful Dead specifically, I don't know what it is, but if I'm really just having a bad day mentally, uh, I could just put on whether it's the Grateful Dead station on Sirius XM because they have their own station, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Or uh, on Spotify, XM. I've got. I said I love Sirius XM. Oh, I know. Yes. It's it's the best. Dave Matthews has his own station, too. So yep. between those two, I'm like, I'm set. But if for some reason, you know, I don't I don't want to listen to that or I don't like the song or whatever, you know, I've got Dead & Company playlists. I've got Live Dead playlists from the original. I've got studio playlists. So I've pretty much got every album that they've ever done on, on Spotify, too. So uh, I can just go there and kind of just put it on in the background. Like, I don't really... And that's another thing about... It's great about them because it's... I mean, yes, the lyrics are obviously very important too, but because you can have a 25 minute song and 20 minutes of it is just instrumentals. Like you can just kind of put it in the background and yeah. just let it go. And you don't have to like necessarily be actively listening to it. Uh, it can just kind of be there and just kind of, you can just kind of sink into that and it can just become part of your overall vibe and environment. So for me, um, yeah, I almost wish I, I had, you know, discovered them in that way. Mm-hmm 
in my teenage years. But then a part of me also wonders, would I have actually been able to truly appreciate them back then? Because as we evolve and our brains change in life, you know, I, I do so, sometimes wonder, can, would I have been able to appreciate them back then how I do now? Because if I hadn't been able to, that it might not have ever come up again. I might have been like, oh, yeah, I listen to them, you know, right, 10, dumb, 15 years ago. I didn't like them, you know, whatever. So, like, yeah. I think, you know, everything happens for a reason. So maybe it happens, it happened for a reason that seven or eight years ago, I really kind of discovered them in more of a deeper way and really got into them. And, and as I was on my journey of life, you could say, or journey, journey of my trying to naturally uh, help my mental issues yeah. instead of turning your, to medications. That, journey. That, yeah, that that was, that they were, they came to me for a reason during that time period. Love that. That's kind of how I felt about that song from the midnight. Like I, I, you know, throughout my 37 years on this planet, I have found, you know, many different songs that really touched me at different times, really helped me through different things. And so, you know, I have absolutely a, a long list of them, but this one in particular, just, I don't know, man, just really profoundly impacted me. And so it goes back to everything we've said about, you know, recovery and music that like it's there for a reason. I'm sure anybody listening has already thought of a time where they're like, yep, I was going through a bad time. And it was either a song, a band or something that you're like, yep, I can relate. It was this song for me, you know. And and we can tease this for a future project because we're absolutely going to do something with this based on yeah. that story you told. But unfortunately, it wasn't able to happen for this particular episode. But Jess, um, we'll get there. <laughs> there are some, there are there are certain lyrics that really stood out to you more than others and were so powerful. And what now are you going to uh, do with some of that? So clearly, um, if it were not obvious, I am very into tattoos. <laughs> Um, I have more that, you know, you can't see on camera. So I guess I'm like, I'm considered heavily tattooed, which is really funny to me. Um, it's just, I love them. I love significant moments or what are, or things that, that, how do I put this? Um, it's basically like being able to carry art of things that are very, very important to me, carry them with me at all times. And so long story short, my original tattoo artist, because I have, you know the work of a few people represented here my original tattoo artist is uh seeing me in a couple of weeks for um basically a, a piece memorializing my overcoming my struggles of the last couple of years not just i'm not getting entirely sober because i may have a drink once in a while like a beer or something um but really that wellness journey that health journey that overcoming grief from losing my grandmother and getting to a good place you know in my mental health and so we have a couple of design ideas that we're working on and I really do like to tell artists like here's the theme just draw whatever you want um I love they are the style, professionals so. after all right exactly like if you like an artist's style I explained the song to him and I explained you know particularly the chorus that that visual that imagery right of like being covered in the blood of the demons that you slayed to get to where you're at. I just think that's like, first of all, that's so metal. But also, I think that's a really great design idea. And so he ended up saying, I didn't know this, but he's like, yeah, the, the midnight are actually really near and dear to my heart as well. Um, so he's taken some time to come up with the design. So I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm not, we're still trying to pin down an exact date to do this, but I will show you guys once I have it, I will happily share. I was it just going to say stay, <laughs> stay tuned for the listeners because uh, 
we're definitely going to be doing something with that. Uh, yeah. What it is yet, we'll see. But there will definitely be something uh, interactive. Some There'll be some content coming from that, uh, yeah. visual and audio content. We're we're gonna we're gonna come up with a cool little uh, project for that, so we can involve all you guys with it because you've been on this journey with us so far. So why exclude you all now? So yeah. um, a little a little tease for something coming up uh, in the future. Like we said, it was we, we thought we were gonna have something today for you, but uh, we have obviously that amazing story, and we will have something super cool uh, down the line for that with involving that uh, tattoo experience for this. Yep. Uh, just before we get out of here, any kind of parting thoughts, whether it's about the article, music therapy as a whole, kind of anything we've discussed today? Uh, I think that's it. Honestly, music is rad. You know, it's it is music such is a... rad, folks. Like you yep. said, we get technical on the show. Music is music rad. Music is rad. It truly, you know, it's such a, a human experience. And regardless of the type of music that you like or what really speaks to you, whether it's Dave Matthews Band or Metal or Enya. Love Enya. Um, I know my mom is listening and she's probably going like, oh, my God, me too. <laughs> uh, but really, whatever whatever it is that floats your boat music wise, you know, that's overall, it's such a human experience for us to that's have something that. Super, that's, something, that's something super important you just brought up. Uh, the, the type of music, the genre of music, what is what it is. That's irrelevant. Like whether yeah. it's rap, hip hop, R and B, classical music, jazz, Grateful Dead, metal, Polka. rock, you know, anything. It doesn't matter. ABBA or what, what was the one you said? Sorry. Uh, Polka. <laughs> or that too. Doesn't matter. The 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 type of music doesn't matter. Just whatever connects with you. That's that's yep. the only thing that matters. It's what connects with you. It doesn't matter what it is or how it connects. It's just the matter of connections. Yep. Heck yeah. And also uh, if you guys have a particular song or a particular experience involving music that you would like to share with us, please drop a comment, whether it's just, hey, this is the song that I really like, this is the band I really like, or hey, this was my experience with a certain song. Please, we would love to hear it from you. Uh, sometimes I love to hear from it because just so I don't think that we're crazy. <laughs> uh, so sometimes it's nice to get other people saying, yeah. no, 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 I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, but also it's just, you know, it's nice to hear uh, inspirational uh, stories. It's nice to, uh, get new song ideas because quite frankly, yeah. I, there's so much music out there that I haven't even had a chance to scratch the surface on. So if you come to me and say, hey, listen, you should listen to this song, I will absolutely give it a try. Maybe it'll be something that, similar to the, my story with The Grateful Dead, maybe it'll be something that'll take me down a path of awesomeness or a new path of a musical journey. So please, please share with us uh, any songs that, that have been particular, meaningful or powerful to you. Definitely. But on that note, that will do it for this week. A little bit of a shorter show this week. We got right to the action. <laughs> so uh, I am Dan. That is Jess, as always. Thank you so much for listening to us today. And please like, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, if you like what you've heard, like I said, please share with us your stories, your music, your inspiration. Uh, and always, it is okay not to be okay. And it's okay to accept that you're not okay. And if you or a loved one is struggling, whether it's substance abuse, addiction, mental health, Help is available. There are people out there that want to help you. Even if you don't think there are people that are out there, trust us, there are people out there that want to help you. Findtreatment.gov is a great place to find treatment options in your area. Uh, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration has a toll-free helpline that is manned at all times. You do not have to punch 15 numbers to get to somebody. As soon as you call, someone will answer on the other end of that line and talk to you and help you out with anything you may need. That number is one 800 662 4357. That is 1 800 
888-222-4357. And of course, addictionhelp.com, where you can find all the great work that Jess continually does over there with all her fantastic technical terms and all her great resource pages. We hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. We hope you guys enjoyed the little music theme that we did. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. See you later.